0: Dads with Nerdy Ambitions, your go-to podcast for nerd culture and pop culture in the 21st century. I'm your host, Steve Pew, and joining me today, officially, now officially, is the wonderful, the amazing, the spectacular. And I got to keep boosting his ego every single time. David Perry and Rich- Oh, hello, David. Congratulations. Hi. What are your that That's your first words as the official co-host is hi. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty used to him. And that wonderful, soothing voice that you just heard is the Miss Sarah Jones. She's joining us again. Uh, be, because of popular demand and because they threw kind of a little bit of a tantrum, they wanted to talk more about cosplaying, we, uh, we're doing a sequel. Uh, I, I think this is actually the first time since my D&D part one and part two because it was such a big episode that we've actually done a sequel episode. And I know Dana Knudsen is going to be... Uh, he's going to be a little, uh, butthurt because I know he wants to come back on and talk more Lego stuff too. Cause we didn't, I think we got what, like maybe five, six questions into the podcast with him.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, uh, Dana is just a font of Lego knowledge. Uh, You know, we kind of cut him short, I guess
0: we, we cut him a little bit short. Um, so not that the viewers can see this, but i've had my screen on blank so that our two cosplayers uh could not see me and uh i'm going to remove it so you guys can see are you ready for this are you ready <gasps> let's see it look at it ah i'm cosplaying for you guys today yeah. awesome I'm actually not wearing my full cosplay because <gasps> uh it's it's very hard to get controls uh, uh to do everything with the typing and i know i'm away from the mic so i have this. Wonderful, and you're going to hear me moving around tunic. I have my uh my axe. I have a belt. Okay, awesome. Uh, I'm not wearing the boots because they're a pain in the butt to get on and off. And I'm actually going to yeah. take off the tunic because, or the 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 hooded robe. It's quite nice. It's very comfy. It's almost like wearing a blanket. Yes. This is made of wool. It's 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 very nice. I'm not going to lie. A blanket
2: uh, you carry with you wherever.
0: Yes. Uh, so it was in honor of this episode, I am cosplaying. Awesome, yes, I, I am I'm officially cosplaying. Um, as well as, uh, I, I don't know if I'll be able to do it this episode because I caught you guys off guard. Um, but I have discovered there are people who are interested in our podcast that are deaf and oh. they can't listen to it. Okay, and so I'm going to start doing audio files and so that they, they can, I'm putting them on YouTube and they're going to be a little less edited, but it's going to be for them so they they can get the closed captions and watch this and enjoy the nerd fandom because nerd culture is that culture that is accepting of all regardless of race, religion, gender, everything and to alienate a potential audience that wants to discover and love nerd culture it would be completely embarrassing and disappointing to me to to do this so I want to make sure that these listeners get to visually enjoy this nerdy thing that all of us enjoy. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be recording the videos. So, you know, I'm sorry, David, you didn't get to do your hair up the way you wanted to, you know, so next time.
1: Well, I, I just, so you know, today, uh, because I'm having, I just turned 48 Last weekend, uh so I'm. I'm, hey, I'm I know, it. right? So I'm approaching my midlife crisis. So today I went I had a, a dragon. Con. I went and got my hair colored, and I don't know if you could see it.
0: <laughs> did you. Oh my goodness! Oh, wa- waft it, waft like it Look at the luscious. Oh, look locks. at that! You're like like you should be in a Head and Shoulders commercial, man. Should. Oh.
1: <laughs> so I, I went red. So I think the only thing my my hair is so dark normally. I think the only thing that'll that'll hold it is the is all the gray. So we'll see, we'll see how long this lasts. I was wondering
2: why your hair looked a little bit darker
1: than usual. Well, it's the bad lighting here in my basement. You can cut, you, It looks a little more uh, more red or purple,
0: uh, purple red when it's out in sunlight. So we're gonna
1: see how long it lasts
0: before it washes out. See, I get I get white hairs in my goatee. Like typically, I, j- I shave it down to where it's just my chin. But I've been lazy last week. Right. I just haven't been shaving, and now that unfortunately because COVID's getting more intense again, you know we're back to wearing masks. I have to shave because it itches my beards right. like right under here so bad. Um, I, I can't, uh, but yeah, I get them right here, and I don't know if your wife or Sarah, if you do this, if you do, you're a monster. Uh, my wife likes to come up and pluck the hairs. And, <laughs> and 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 she does it the most inconvenient times like we'll be sitting there bathing i will be bathing my kids like i'll have the twins in the bath and they'll be sitting there splashing. But we have
2: to get it when we see it because otherwise we'll lose. No.
0: It. It's, it's no. no it's not inconvenient it's not an accident no it, it, yes because that's the bathroom light is so bright and she comes to me yeah. and she goes baby and i'm like i, I already know what's going to happen i don't have a choice and she's like please uh, and then she and here's the thing she's a sadistic monster because she doesn't get it the first time she plucks out like four yeah. or five hairs around it and then gets it that's awesome i've got tears. To yes oh absolutely believe it absolutely believe I it. i mean you know she, women are monsters
1: yes <laughs> well my, can confirm but my, my wife doesn't pluck my gray hairs i mean i've had them for i'm again i'm older than both of you i've had them for a while but my father uh my father was one of those guys when he was in his 30s i remember when he had hair but when he was in his 30s he started to get the horseshoe and he did the comb over to cover up the fact that he was getting the horseshoe yeah and so um so after that when 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 he and my stepmom got married the first thing she made him do was cut his comb over off and we're like thank
0: you (laughs)
1: because i think one year for christmas we actually bought him like spray on hair Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, it was brutal. Um, but after watching that, I, you know, I, I swore that I was never gonna, I was never gonna try and cover up the gray. And I was, if I started to go bald, I was never, I would just embrace it rather than try and there try and do are. that wraparound comb over because that's just embarrassing. <laughs> uh, so this is the first time I've had my hair professionally colored. There you go. Uh,
0: yeah, um, I, I honestly, I don't like having hair, and I'll blame the military on that. I really yeah. will because sure, it's I can see such that such an inconvenience hair sure. <laughs> right
1: and, and, and the chief didn't like it or the master chief didn't like it and yeah yeah uh-huh I yeah. just
0: it, it will and, and then you get this. that
2: other side of the spectrum who's like i'm gonna grow my hair out forever
0: right oh yeah no i i can't i can't do it like it's it's so so much maintenance that i just i don't have the time and or patience to deal with it you,
1: did you yeah. pick up any other habits out of the service? Um, I, probably. I have a Probably, I have a friend yeah. her father her father was a marine mm-hmm. and even in in like even into adulthood he would number his socks so that he knew Ooh. which ones matched with which ones Oh
0: mm-hmm. no oh no I never did that Oh no. he was
1: in his 50s and he was still doing that
0: <laughs> so I I've I've adopted my son's principles uh habit uh mostly because my son has given me this habit and it's uh, the, the, principal, he's a, he's a, uh, an amazing, great guy. Uh, principal Gary is his name and he does not wear matching socks ever. Okay. He never wears matching socks. And my son thought it was the coolest thing and he doesn't wear matching socks because of it for the most part. And now apparently that is the, the thing that I adhere to is I don't wear matching socks because all my socks are typically never matching. Uh, I discovered this on an accident while going to work one day, and I realized I was wearing, you know, it, it, I get ready typically around like five thirty, six in the morning, if six if I'm lucky. Typically, the twins are up by then, so I'm usually up by five, five thirty. So I'm not at my most conscious around that time frame, and I'm okay. putting socks on, and then I got to work, and I'm wearing an ankle sock and one that goes almost halfway up my leg, and I'm like, it's gonna be one of those days. It's gonna be one of those days. Okay. Yeah so um i normally i like to start these off with you know what have you guys been up to but before you guys get into this i i have to go on a little bit of a tangent with my wife here uh, because this is this is going to be the calling out the wife episode
1: <laughs> that's we're going to label it
0: <laughs> because she had i Sarah, I, I don't know if you've ever asked your husband this and david i don't know if your wife has ever asked you this and it was this was this wasn't a recent conversation it was within the last week or so but it was so funny that she asked me and I wanted to know we were sitting there on our front porch, kind of rocking back and forth in our chairs and just, you know, being an old couple. That's what, you know, old couples do right Uh, No, but we have these old rocking chairs and we were sitting there relaxing and she just kind of looks over at me and she goes, would you ever cheat on me? And I'm like, and I'm like, looked at her and I wasn't insulted by the fact that she thought I would commit adultery i was honored that she thought i had options i'm you know (laughs) like oh i'm still good looking yeah all right no i was insulted that not only did she think i had the time but the finances to do such a thing i don't know if you can see in my basement but this leaves me very broke right like and i think for all women out there or any spouse significant with a significant other If you are ever concerned about your significant other cheating on you, get them involved in a nerdy hobby. That's right. And speaking of nerdy hobbies, we're going to talk about one of those ones that can be pricey right now. Let's go ahead and talk about cosplaying. Sounds like a good idea. I think that's a great segue right there, don't you? Like, Hey, (laughs) you want want to make sure they're not doing anything bad? Yeah. Get them into cosplay. I guarantee they're not going to be able to financially afford anything else.
2: That's so true. It's like cars (laughs) and cosplay. Those two, those, both of those hobbies are so expensive.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. My, well, even my, you know, I know we talked about golfing. Oh, you had a guy that you, talked about golfing and his golf clubs. I have a friend at work. I've got, Oh, that's another thing. So this is what I've been up to. I'm going to go right into this before we actually go into our subject. I have got five mailmen post uh, letter carriers. We're called letter carriers now five letter carriers, Playing Dungeons and Dragons next week. We're calling it awesome. Monsters and Mailmen. Okay. So, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, one guy has actually played, one guy is familiar with it, and the other three have no idea, have never played. And one of the guys is playing a dragonborn. And it's the greatest thing in the world because he's from he is like Boston, if Boston, it was ever Boston. Like any stereotype of a Boston <laughs> accent, that's this guy. <laughs> and so he is playing a dragonborn and I think it's absolutely hilarious that I have a bipedal humanoid T-Rex that breathes fire because he is a red dragon with the most harshest Boston accent that you can ever imagine. It <laughs> sounds hilarious. And he's like, should I do an accent? And I'm like, no, you be your beautiful self, Ken. Come on, baby. Just, just, just be. He's like, all right, I'll talk like this and I'll talk like I normally do. And I'm like,
2: oh, Makes it better.
0: oh I'm so excited. It's truly, truly am excited. Uh, I, I'm I'm absolutely giddy. And they're like, you're not recording this, are you? And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, It's
1: it's great to see. And it's great to see. I always like to see p- new people come to D&D.
0: I like to see um, people try things, you well, know?
1: Right, because I remember again. I because I'm old. <laughs> I, I remember the D and D scares of the 80s. You know, yeah. when the when the the fundamentalist Christians they thought it was satanic and and all that. And I mean, even now, you tell some people, "Oh, I played Dungeons and Dragons," and you get a lot of side eye. Uh, you know, and and mm-hmm. I I I just love seeing that. I love seeing kids play, and I love seeing um, uh, teachers use Dungeons and Dragons as a way to spark creativity and a way to spark, you know, uh, uh, group cooperation and problem solving and, and all that other stuff. In addition to just, you know, just blowing up a room with a fireball. Uh- <laughs> I actually, so
2: um, they were, I'm trying to remember what cartoon it was this morning. Whenever my kids are watching TV before they got ready for school, there was You're an episode nice where model. they were playing Dungeons and Dragons. Big Bang, but it was obviously not Dungeons and Dragons. It was just a like an offshoot
1: version.
0: That's awesome.
1: Right. So it's- some game that's not copyrighted, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, but it's monsters it's and mazes. I
0: mean, sure. I mean, I
1: mean all, all the role playing games. I mean, and and not just D and D. D and D is the the largest and the and in a lot of ways the best. It's the most supported. But you know, but there's a there's a role playing game for every every fandom, or there very quickly is. Um, and some of them are, are good and some of them are objectively bad but they're all they're all fun
0: they're amazing um, and it, again i will always put it to your you know who's your dm if you have a good dm that's or, or gm depending on your game and you know it, it it'll make or break a game
1: right yes and i agree i agree I th- you know the the mechanics i think are less important um, to just good storytelling and a, and a good party i mean cuz i've also been in groups that have had that one toxic party member who's always metagaming or always you know going off the rails or you know just stab literally literally or figuratively stabbing the rest of the party in the back uh but if you get a good party i mean some of the stories that you have years later are just fabulous um,
0: i quite enjoy our little party sarah mm-hmm. you, you there's this i don't know if you've listened to our dnd episodes but uh i have not oh i i died a little bit inside i'm just letting you know um <laughs> <laughs> uh but david plays an amazing tabaxi bard now that he is not <laughs> he has not been like playing strumming actually he had his latest episode he did? did some music you did you did i but it's it's not out yet so i didn't want to spoil okay. things so okay spoilers you can uh, cut that out <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know he he's very good the, the the crew that we have and we're we're going to be adding a fourth person um is an amazing crew and they they make they have so much fun and you couldn't tell that these people have never played D together i've got very lucky with them very 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 lucky that it's that's awesome it's been amazing but do, do you actually because you you know you are a teacher do you use any of the Ds or nerdy things besides cosplay or uh, are you going to because I, I know you said you just started a new school
2: i did just start a new school i teach third graders so they're a little young for a lot of those types of games
0: absolutely Um, not my my twin one-year-olds are going to be dragons for halloween oh my god that's the other thing we'll get into that in sex so yes
2: so well especially the first few weeks of school there's Mm. a lot of like and, and with a new school and a new set of students that I've never met before. Mm. I don't know what their listening skills are. I don't know what their direction following skills are. So I kind of have to wait until a later in the year to do group game type activities. That's fair. Um, so maybe at some point it might be something that I could use within the classroom. Um, we're a really, really standards-based, like super standards-driven school. Mm. So I don't know that there's going to be a whole lot of time for that. Mm. But I would like to kind of bring it in. I think um, my brother would get a kick out of that. He plays D D all the time. So I'll have to I'll have to lead him towards your your other podcast about <laughs> D D. And on another note, I figured out what that cartoon was I was talking about. Oh, it's yeah. Bixie Greens. And no he called it mazes on. and monsters.
0: Okay. So, yeah, there you go. So since our last episode, though, I have convinced my wife to to do a group costume we okay. family Same. costume it is not going to be the slinky dog it's not going to be toy story i'm actually while i'm cosplaying my costume right now this is actually going to be part of my costume for uh for halloween as well as a wedding that i'm going to because it's a ren fair wedding um so th- this actually pros most of my garb that i'm wearing today i actually got uh from uh, with the web i found this really neat company called uh, I, i'm sure you guys know about it medieval collectibles <laughs> and they're based out yeah. actually out uh in indiana so the stuff that i got right now it's actually really nice it's fairly cheap prices and good quality for quality working. oh yeah yeah for especially for someone who doesn't have sewing skills um right. by the way i'm gonna have to get you in touch with my son because he was inspired by you and wants to learn to make his own costumes as well so that's this amazing. is the effect your guys are having that's um, so awesome but so i was sitting there grinning like an idiot trying to figure out how i could convince my wife to do uh a, a group family you know one-on-one that i wanted and i was sitting there thinking about D D because i was i'm a dm and all of a sudden in my mind i thought about using eva foam as like wooden planks for the wagon and putting some foam in there or some hay and then having the twins dressed up as dragons. And I'm like, Oh my God, they could be dragons. And so, uh, CFX mask is hooking me up with this really awesome, uh, Viper mask. And so I'm going to be a Yon which for our non D and D people is a, um, snake person, pure blood snake person, just kind of think about it like that, the best way to describe it. So, and then, so my son's going to be a warlock. He, he bought his costume this time, but he wants to start learning how to make one. Um, and it's, it's actually kind of a, a touchy feely subject. His, for, his mom who passed away uh, is her, her mom actually was a seamstress for uh, a lot of the stuff out in New Zealand and Australia. She worked on Xena. She worked on Hercules. She worked on all the Narnia stuff. She actually That's made the lion's so pelt. Cool. And so she liked to sew too. So he's going to be taking that up as well. So I, I like that, that, you know, our logo, our slogan is like, it's not a hobby. It's hereditary. He's literally keeping that going <laughs> yeah. with that. And then he's keeping the D and D and other stuff on my side too. So I had, I was looking at my wife with all this stuff and I go, I'm grinning like an idiot. And she's like, what? And I said, would you be open? And she's like, tell me. And I told her everything. And she goes, no, what am I going to be? And I'm like, Daenerys targaryen mother of dragons and you should have seen her face <laughs> light up oh that well, she yeah, was going like, to be you went right for it didn't i you? oh my god right in there and you so sold I, it and and that was it but i got her the outfit i didn't get her that she's like do i have to wear the wig and i'm like no you don't have to wear the wig so the the tape or the uh the hood you you saw me wearing i got her one too but it was wine red and I told her, I'm like, here, there's your costume. You have the, she's got the the, the white silky looking one. And then this will help you keep them warm. And that's it. And she's like, I, I don't have to wear the wig. No, I'm out mowing my lawn yesterday. I kid you not. She comes out wearing the Daenerys wig. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, she's getting into it too. I'm that's nerding awesome. my wife slowly and casually and quietly. Uh-huh. You have to just, like
2: weasel your
0: way yes, in. It's right? scheming it in. So... But awesome. enough of my tangents, a lot has happened since you've last been mm-hmm. on the podcast, if you can't tell. Um, so, but we came on here not to talk about my life, uh, more to talk about you guys and uh expand on our last episode. So we did cover a lot of things in in uh you know the cosplaying world. Uh, However, there was definitely a lot of stuff that wasn't covered and there's a lot of things that people wanted to know as well as you guys thought that would be good things to talk about. Uh, Case in point, uh, one of the subjects I think that you and I were just talking about, uh, talking about gender bending cosplay and the inclusion of cosplay. Um, So let's kind of talk about that. David, I I think I should start with you because you actually do gender bend a character in overwatch
1: right um you know one of the things that that we talk about as as cosplayers is uh, be the character that you want to be regardless of any of the other factors and if uh, or just as another example you know my granddaughter uh when she was three she had a batman themed uh birthday party because she loved batman awesome She'd want to be Catwoman. She'd want to be Poison Ivy. She'd want to be Harley. She wanted to be Batman. A few years later, she wanted to be Spider Man. Um, and, and so there are a lot of characters that people want to do. And you typically see more women cosplaying as male characters than the other way around. But there are still some people who do, who do other characters. For, again, you were talking about my character. I, I play uh, I play Overwatch badly, by the way. Uh, I play Overwatch, and the character that I typically play in Overwatch, I usually play Mercy or Diva or Lucio or a couple of the others. But I have a Mercy costume, and I don't I don't wear the Mercy armor or anything like that. It's I do the Doctor Ziegler uh, skin, which is basically Mercy in a lab coat with boots, with a staff, with the halo, and with her wings and all that other stuff. And so that's a character that i've kind of gravitated towards cuz i play her a lot and you know it's so i am not a white blonde-haired german woman but i can play this 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 character i can cosplay this character if if you can if you can build a costume and there's not and if you wanted to be a man wearing there are uh, in the mercy cosplay cosplay group that i'm in um there are men who have who have the mercy skin just the the standard one um but gender bend cosplays, you know, sometimes they will take, they will make a character conform to their gender and that's okay. And then there are some people who will dress as the character, uh, women who will put on a beard and, and uh, uh, the Thor armor and be Thor. Um, and, and that's okay because it all comes back to what is your fandom? What is your character that you want to be? And if you want to be that character, whatever interpretation of that character you should build it and you should do it um, because ultimately cosplay is for you, the wearer. The, the cosplay is not for other people. You, you're not responsible for other people's expectations. And I think that's something that, that we see. And, um, you know, and another issue that also comes up is, is race. And, you know, uh, one of the things that you see a lot is, you um, On television and in media, a lot of superheroes through the 60s, 70s and 80s were white characters. So you as a comic reader, you know, you'd look at the X-Men, you know, you know, if you look at the original five X-Men, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast, Angel and Iceman, they're all white characters. the 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 original x-men they're all they're all white and as time goes on they add some characters they add some persons of color you know the storm they add storm they add forge who who are who are black uh jubilee is is an asian character uh and and so on but but those are some of the later characters and so you have a lot of people who grew up watching or reading x-men or reading the avengers or you know reading gi joe or and so on um and if you're a person of color who doesn't necessarily see someone who looks like them or they see you see a character that you like you should be that character if you want to be cyclops be cyclops if you want to be Jean gray be Jean gray and it doesn't matter if you're if you're asian or latino or you know or, or whatever or black or you know, if you want to be gene gray dress up as Jean gray and same thing you know with with uh, the with, uh, with the cross gender the gender bend costumes um you know, it all comes back to you know be the character that you want to be, um, sir. So I don't know if you had anything else to before I just keep yammering <laughs> on. Going on a <laughs> tangent?
0: No, you would no, never not. Do me. That.
2: No, you're you're hitting the nail on the head exactly. Like that is what a cosplay really is: is you doing something for yourself. You being a character that you want to be. Um, We even see the same kind of issues within historical costuming. So it's not just within cosplay. Um, I know that people are like, stay in your lane, stay in your era. And that kind of starts to fall into that like gatekeeping category. Um, But you know, we make the costumes and we put these outfits and these kits and things together, not for anyone but ourselves. And I think that that is the most important thing to remember is that we are in it to be ourselves and portray a character that means something to us.
0: I I absolutely agree with you both. And here's the way I look at it too. Um, I like to utilize the, for, for first off, if you have to justify it, which you shouldn't have to, but if you do or want to, all you have to do is say you're from a different universe, you're a multiverse. There's, so, I mean, case in point, that right there trumps any argument right then and there. I also feel like you are impeding on the creativity that artists and enthusiasts and fans are able to come up with, regardless if it's a $5 budget or if it's a $15,000 budget. The amount of stuff that people can come up with by thinking out of the side of the box, by gender bending or uh crossing two fandoms together it's it's neat it's fun and it's unique uh case in point how many different types of dead? I, I i david i guarantee it when you go to dragon con because you are leaving tomorrow for dragon con so yes. thank you for doing this podcast the night before <laughs> you go on your your voyage um there's going to be at least 50 60 different kinds of deadpools there oh, there will be hundreds of deadpools yes Yes, there's going insane. to be, you're going to be Wolver Deadpool, there's going to be Lady Deadpool, there's going to be T-Rex Deadpool, there'll be yes. Deadpool Deadpool. It's, you know. Bob
1: Ross Deadpool.
0: I, I would be disappointed if there's not a Bob Ross Deadpool. I hope, honestly, I hope there's a Sailor Moon Deadpool because... That would be
1: <laughs> the, the The Deadpools have, they have they have their own meetup. Cult. That's the beauty of Dragon Con is there's, there's groups for everything from yeah. the very broad to the very specific. Um, but there is, there will invariably be a Deadpool, a conga line and they will, (laughs) that's, that's what they do. Um, but yeah, there, there are all sorts of, 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 uh, variations on characters and a lot of personal interpretations. And some of it is, um, some of it is because people like crossovers. Some Mm -hmm. of it's because, um, people want to see a, a very specific interpretation or, You know, sometimes they've seen it in a comic or they've seen it on the, on the screen. You know, another limiting factor, uh, for a lot of folks is, is their budget and their skills. I mean, and, and, and as I talked about the last episode, I mean, all of us have, have been the new guy and we've all been that person who is just, is just, you know, you you stick a toe in and, and see how it goes. Uh, usually you stick a toe in and the next thing you know, you're up to your eyeballs. Um, But that's but that's how it goes. And if if what your budget supports is is the Deadpool suit from Spirit of Halloween, that's you know thirty dollars or whatever. Great. I mean, you don't you don't have to make your own costume. I mean, that's that's one of the things that I, I you know I want to impress upon folks is just because you bought something at a store doesn't make you any less of a cosplayer. Then and there are unfortunately there are people in our hobby who would have you believe that that if you didn't build it yourself. Um, you know, uh, as an example, my, my granddaughter, uh, I made her a set of Mandalorian armor when she was about five and then she promptly outgrew it. And then I made her another set to March of the Dragon Con Parade in 2017. And she, then she outgrew that too. Um, Shocker. Yeah, I know, right? So that, yeah, that, that's, why, that's why you don't spend a lot of money on a 10 year old's costume. Uh, because when they're 12 they're going to need it again and if you rebuild it when they're 12 they're going to be needed again when they're 15 and then they're going to have a late growth spurt and you're going to have to rebuild that same costume a fourth time i Absolutely. see sarah nodding because she <laughs> lives that
0: <laughs> i see that's why i'm lucky like ethan was all about kylo ren so it wasn't really a whole lot of dramatic change like he still has his helmet it's the right. kylo ren helmet it fits perfectly so i'm like all right that's awesome but right. you know. and, and, it, and it
1: and it will fit for a long time. You know, if you got the Black Series helmet or, or one of yeah. those, um, th- unless he just becomes a, a gigantic human being as an adult.
0: Look, uh, I've got a big head and it fits on my head, so right. we're golden. So that's right. all that matters. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, that's what I did with my son for
2: um Christmas this year. We got him a Kylo Wren helmet. We got ready a resin cast for him. Oh nice. Um and so I made sure I got the adult size one because he's 13 and he's already taller than me. <laughs> like,
0: <dude>.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: We're not buying a new one later on. Yeah, This one's going to fit forever.
0: So I want to touch on one thing that you guys mentioned, and you mentioned it in this episode, and you mentioned it last time. And I'm not familiar with the term, and I'm sure there's people out there listening who have no idea what it is, but can kind of guess. Talk uh, gatekeeping. What exactly is gatekeeping? The question uh, that stumps both of our experts is the
1: <laughs> I, I've got an answer. I didn't know Sarah had one. She wanted to give it first.
2: His is a more, probably more technical answer. So is it more he's of an, always a professional more constructed adult answer. <laughs> Mine are like all over the place. I have a more sporadic answer. Right. So I'll let Dave give the technical version <laughs> and then I'll give the <laughs> well, the version for those of us that don't get so technical.
1: Well, I, I... Uh, and I'll I'll, I'll I'll preface this by saying that gatekeeping is not something that is isolated to cosplay, hmm. okay? Every, every hobby has gatekeepers, okay? And they, the gatekeepers are the, the self-appoint, the people who self-appoint themselves as the guardians of what is and what isn't right, okay? And it's- Told you, Technical. Right, and and it seems like it seems like a lot of the folks that do this are fixated on keeping other folks out or constructing barriers to stop people from coming, new people from coming into the hobby. Um, as an example, as just to use a non cosplay example, I, you know, uh, you didn't, Steve, you might not have known this, but there is a world of competitive nerf nerfing out there.
0: That's right, get, I did not know that.
1: Yes, where people, <laughs> they, they get together and and they, they they stock build, they build or 3D print or they modify their blasters to shoot, you know, instead of shooting 70 feet per second out of the box for a Nerf Elite blaster, they mod them up to so that they'll shoot 150. Or they'll take, you know, one of their other, they'll take one of their other uh, stock uh, Adventure Force or uh, uh, Dart Zone blasters that shoots 150 out of the box and they'll mod it up to be 230 or 250 feet per second. Um, but there are people that, but then when new people show up on a Saturday for their first time, they, they treat them, instead of welcoming them to the hobby, they treat them like crap, or they tr- tell them, you know, get out of the way, you know, take your, take your junkie blaster home. Um, you know, you, you, see it, you see it at the skate parks, where the, the the kids who are who are they got just got their skateboard and all they want to do is hang out. Uh, and you see it in cosplay and unfortunately. And so what you get is is you have folks who have taken it upon themselves to tear down other people, especially the folks who are new to the space. They have taken it upon themselves to tear those folks down and try and keep them out because what they're doing somehow isn't right. That they're not cosplaying right. They didn't bake, they didn't make their own costume right. They didn't do it the way you're supposed to, and it's all a bunch of crap. It's it's just you know a bunch of self-righteous drama queens that you know like I said their their goal is to to kick other people out, um, and I'll also say this as a member of some Star Wars costume clubs who have standards for membership, some of our club members are the worst of them and the most toxic of these folks. Um, I you know, second and, that. And, and, and as I talked to, I think I mentioned this in the last episode that, you know, if, if you see someone's whose costume you don't like, or you don't like someone's interpretation of a character, it costs you nothing to shut your pie hole and walk away, right? It,
0: absolutely. A, yeah, th- yeah. There is
1: absolutely nothing wrong with just letting somebody be happy because, and I'll also say this. There, there are costumes that are objectively bad. Sometimes that's on purpose and sometimes it's, it's you know, they, they do that ironically. Um, but if someone doesn't ask for your feedback, don't give it mm-hmm. unless something is unsafe. If, some, if a, somebody's costume part is about to fall off, there is nothing wrong with going up to them and saying, hey, you realize you had a snap break here, let me help you fix it. I mean, that's, that's when you would intervene and tell somebody something's wrong with their costume is if their wings are about to fall off or if they, you know, they've dropped apart. Uh, because I, in one of my costumes, I can't bend over. And if I drop something on the ground, I can stare at it and it's gone forever. <laughs> or you just scoot it around on the floor with your yeah, foot. Yeah, I, I, I might be able to kick it. And and I've had this happen where somebody, some stranger or somebody I know comes up to me. Hey, Dave, I saw you drop it. And they'll pick it up and put it back where it goes. Um, but I
0: thought it was just because we were elderly and were afraid of like, you know, you didn't know your deductible was at something? The time.
1: <laughs> Well, I do have arthritis and uh but you know <laughs> yes uh, that, that that does that does come with age you know? which what not...
0: costume is it though that it's you're talking about? is mando. it your mando yeah. the 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 red and white one yes wow called it <laughs> yep because uh, i know i've been is it just because it's that vintage to reach or like, down uh,
2: and pick the things <laughs> up for him <laughs>
1: No, it, it, it's constructed in a way that it's really hard for me to bend over and pick something up off the ground. Wow. Um, he also has all kinds of things attached. Have you not seen yeah, it? Like,
0: yeah, oh, no, I've seen the new pictures. Yes, every yeah. Every
2: time I see him. Yeah. And he, he's, he's a medic.
0: Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, going to cure you with bullets. Right? <laughs> it's called and job security. Me? Job <laughs> security.
1: <laughs> What's that?
2: You're not that injured here. Let me poke yeah, you in yeah. the knee.
1: <laughs> Oh, that is, that's awesome <laughs> do, do no harm but take no shit <laughs> that's like dave's motto that's right
0: <laughs> so so going on to the, the segwaying from this the gatekeeping and you know going into what you have as your costume uh let's kind of talk about you know going into your first convention in your first costume oh, so, oh, Sarah, oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah, have... yeah yeah. so sorry oh my god I we totally just skipped you Sarah. All. so
1: you're good you're
2: good i I was honestly (laughs) i was honestly going to say um most of the gatekeeping i've seen has been with more of like the specific groups and not just like some of those star wars affiliated groups but like i was saying earlier those historical costuming groups some of those folks can be really really harsh if you use like a sewing machine instead of doing hands on they are all up in your face. It's like that's not accurate, that's not accurate. But some people are not in it for 100% accuracy. Some of them just want to make something from that period because it's something that interests them. And so it like like Dave was saying, it definitely goes across the board for any hobby. It's not just cosplay that you oh, see yeah, those so. gatekeeping type behaviors in. Um, and I know that <laughs> And I'm going to call my brother out on this one. My brother can kind of be a little bit of a Star Wars gatekeeper himself. Lord love him. Um, He's the reason why I kind of got into Star Wars in the first place. But he is like the original trilogy, nothing else. All of the extra is nonsense. Let's stay with the books. Um, So he and I often, we, we see not eye to eye. And he's always like, "Oh, that new Star Wars nonsense is just—it's all fake news." <laughs> and and I tell him all the time, I'm like, "You can't—you can't be like that. Like, there's new Star Wars fans that you can't just shut them down like that because they do like the new stuff. Um, you can be old school if you want, but don't stop them from enjoying the new stuff."
0: No, I and I I saw this a lot in Warhammer 40k tabletop gaming. Like, I would see that happen a lot. Um, luckily there was a few of us that were you know good eggs and we were able to nip it in the butt before it became an issue mostly us standing there telling the other guy like hey shut up it's their stuff let them do what they want if they want my little pony themes space marines by god let them have my little pony themes space marines or whatever the heck they want i don't care um yeah no it's it is i definitely can see that as an issue and i'm going to be absolutely honest i have skills in many different things i consider myself a at least a half decent artist when painting miniatures uh i have a wonderful luscious velvety voice that people love listening to for some reason um <laughs> but i cannot sew. soothing soothing yes i can read you also <laughs> wait till i read you good night moon my god uh <laughs> But I cannot sew. Will you,
2: will you read the Kissing Hand next?
0: I, 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 I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Uh, I'm more of a The Giving Tree. I, I want the I want the feels. Some shell silver seam. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, but like I said, I I can't sew. Ergo, I found a company that sells the stuff at a fairly decent price so that I can go. Hey, I'm not going to go broke. My wife's not going to kill me for. Getting this and it looks good and I feel it's fun. Like I know I'm doing this podcast right now. However, I'm sitting here in like Renfair gear and it's a blast. And yes. it's it's I I'm enjoying it. I'm like ah I'm looking and you at You don't even the,
2: need anyone else to no, enjoy it.
0: No, it's I, you. I,
2: You're it's, enjoying it for you.
0: Yes, and I I've always felt like I'm always that, and I know my son's the same way. Is I was that kid who would wear their Halloween costume. Long before Halloween and long after Halloween, because it was fun to do. It was just, yeah. I I know I'm a closet cosplayer. There's no doubt about it. However, I have way too many other hobbies, so I'm going to let my son get really good at sewing and making these cosplay costumes, and then I'm going to give him an order.
2: There you, you know, go. Just like, like Dave d- said last time. Yeah. Make yeah. sure you've got good friends that can do all exactly. of the things for you
0: yeah i'll buy him all the stuff i'm like dude you want to make your thing yeah that's cool by the way you're making my outfit too here's my seams. <laughs> here's my inline you know that's it
1: right well you know and the thing <laughs> is with if if you're in the hobby if, whatever it is like i said it doesn't have to be cosplay it could be it could be classic cars it could be nerf it could be warhammer uh whatever i it's it's kind of our job to welcome new folks absolutely because the hobby doesn't go on if everybody's a jerk. And I have seen people walk away from Star Wars clubs because they ran into the gatekeepers. And, I, and not just Star Wars, but I've seen them walk away from other clubs. It could be Dungeons and Dragons. It could be anything else like that. And, and, and your job is, is to, again, in my opinion, my job as a clan officer and as a club officer is to welcome everybody in. Is to find a way to get people who are of who are marginally interested to welcome them into the hobby and welcome into our club if if they want to join, and and find the find a way to to draw them to draw them into into this just this fabulous life and the fabulous community. And again, it it costs nothing just to say something nice, Um, you know, and and. Even if, if, now, if somebody asks for criticism, if somebody asks, hey, what do you think of my whatever? Uh, again, I have, to, then I'll usually ask you, are do you want me to put on my club officer hat or do you, are you just asking for, for feedback in general? Um, you know, and then however that goes, uh, that's what I'll, uh, you know, that's what we'll do. You know, How many uh,
0: people end up crying in the shower because of you. Just, well, sitting there, <laughs> just sitting there just sitting there because you're like not I. tear them apart you don't well, tear them here, here here's the <laughs> thing, oh, <gosh>. okay. <laughs> here's the thing about saving. feedback. i got a tangent like, going <laughs>
2: <laughs> here's the He's thing about like feedback.
0: the uh the the dad it's good but i know you could have done better son yeah, I'm not mad at you, but dad I'm disappointed. Oh, you do disappointed dad? I can. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're a monster. For, well, for the repeat really good at it, though. For the repeat <laughs> offenders
1: and the people who know better. It's like I, the side I, eye. I, I, I learned this. I learned this when I was teaching Taekwondo. This is years ago when I was young. Of course young you taught in.
0: Taekwondo. Why wouldn't you have taught Taekwondo? Add it to the list of things that I'm, David does. I'm, I'm, I'm Asian. <laughs> I, of course it? I know Taekwondo. Hey, man. I wasn't going to stereotype you there. All right. <laughs> But
1: one of the things that, 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 they, that they taught us as, you know, as an instructor or as a teacher is every time you give feedback, you always start by saying something nice. You always tell them what they did right. Okay. Hmm. I really like the way you do this. And same thing with costumes. If somebody asks me to give them honest feedback about their costume, here's what they did right. They got their helmet painted. Their paint looks good. They're, you know, their flight suits fitted well. Blah 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 blah. All that other stuff. Here are the thing, but but here are the things you can work on. You know, sand out the print lines on your gauntlets. You know, just I could. You need to get a darker shade for your visor because I can see your face through it. Just, you know, it's it's the it's the nice sandwich. You say something nice. You give constructive feedback. You reinforce what you said by saying the nice things again. Um, God, you you're know, Dad,
0: you are such a dad.
1: Well, that's how it goes.
2: <laughs> um, they teach know, that be, in education too. Whenever you're criticizing students, so and he's also pulls been a it teacher on me all before, the time.
0: So she, she's like, I love that you put the dishes in the dishwasher. However, you should have washed next them off time. before. Yeah, next time you wash sure. them off
1: and make sure all the plates yeah. face the right way. Yeah,
0: and then and the make sure you start out. the dishwasher before you go to bed that way they're good to go for the morning okay i'll do it next time My bad. Right. You know. right.
1: but, that, but like i said i mean it's as someone in the hobby and, and again this isn't just for cosplay you know and any hobby any hobby that you're in um you know it, it, it all goes away if if you run too many people off and i think yeah. some of the knuckleheads they see that as kind of their job, that, that they see that they're trying to, to maintain the purity or they're trying to, they're, they, they'll tell themselves that they're trying to uphold a high standard or whatever. But the bottom line is, you know, they're kicking someone in the jimmy and then you're never going to hear from that person again. And, and that's not what we should be doing. Um, you know, one of the things, again, I, I hate to just keep bringing up DragonCon, but that's where I'm going. Uh, I think he's
2: rubbing thing- it in our faces I
0: he, just a little bit just a little bit
2: he's being a, a prideful <laughs> little thing today and I am.
0: I love that you because I have worked a up, lot of
1: overtime to be able to go
0: wait wait, wait I Sorry, got this go no I love that you keep wanting to educate us however you keep bringing up something that we weren't <laughs> able to go to and while I appreciate you considering our feelings it's hurtful as a reminder, and I think you can do better as a co-host on the Dads with Nerdy Ambitions podcast, and I'd like to see that improvement in you, David.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'm going to post I pictures I post pictures all the through corner. the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna, if, if you want to come down and lay on the floor, I can kick you in the head a couple of times right? while i at it. Mm. But,
0: yeah, go ahead. Go on to your D- Dragon Con tangent again that you hate going on.
1: Yeah, uh, but the, the thing about as, as a cosplay,
0: uh, as an
1: event that is kind of built around cosplay, even though it started out as being built around tabletop wargaming, mm. um, the folks there are all They are always, almost without exception, very supportive, and um, and they the community brings folks in and the community you know supports crossovers and they support all the things that, that some some of the gatekeepers don't um, and again it's 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 it costs nothing for you as a spectator or you as, as as someone who who cosplays just to walk up to someone and tell them i don't know what character you're doing but you look awesome or i re- i really like i really like your wings did you make them and so on it, or you know how, how did you do this because and, and that will make someone's face light up if you've ever seen someone talk passionately about
0: their hobby all you have to do is engage someone and let, let, let's talk about those fandoms like I, legitimately there are more animes and mangas out there than there are dunkin donuts in new england <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: a pretty good analogy
0: that's a great analogy right um, but I don't know any, I, I know, I think I can name like five on my hand and that's alchemist, uh, Titan attack on Titan, death note, uh, one punch and like Tenchi Moyo. Those are it. And even then I'm still not going to recognize any, everybody from those things. So you're going to see a lot of stuff out there that yes. you have no idea. And I remember when I went to New, uh, to the New York, I was like, I would see people on like. Excuse me, I don't know who you are. That's really cool. Who are you supposed to be? And the the people will light up. Like, yes. they'll light about their up their fandoms. I mean, case in point, if I came up to you and saw you in your Mando, and I said, "That's cool. What are you?" You're gonna get so giddy to talk about your right. about Star Wars. Right. That
1: that's that's a that is an experience, and and that's something that, like I said, a, as a spectator. Um, or as someone in the hobby, uh, it, it takes very little effort. Again, and if you don't have something nice to say, or if you don't if you don't know, just keep going. Just walk on by them. Um, it, you know, and I'll share another Dragon Con story. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but the one year that I got my wife to go to this, uh, and she she doesn't like Dragon Con. Not she, she likes Dragon Con, she doesn't like Atlanta in September, and she doesn't like the crowds. But the one year that we went, Traffic we were sitting at the food court um, and we were in a restaurant that had a big glass window and pe- people would walk by this restaurant. And we were sitting there and we were having lunch and there was a couple that was sitting, not next to us, but they were sitting at the, at the corner of the fishbowl. And the guy, the, the, guy the, the, his, the woman, they were sitting there talking and he was like, oh, I don't know who that is. And she would, just, she would just tell it, she just knew. And, you know, who's that? That looks great. And she would just, you know, whatever character that was. And my wife was like i think i'm gonna pay that girl to walk around with me and just point out and tell me who everybody is (laughs) you know but but that's like i said that's an easy way to to get people into the hobby um or if if you're if you're don't if you don't know uh something or if you have a question about somebody's costume there is certainly nothing wrong if somebody's in a hurry walking by, you know, don't stop them and you know engage them in a ten minute. They could be on their way to a panel, they could be on their way to meet somebody. But if you just see somebody standing around, you know, posing for pictures or doing whatever, as long as they're not otherwise busy, there's, and you see something that, that that you like, there's nothing wrong with going up and asking them. Hey, I think you look great. Can I get a picture? Can you tell me how you did this? Um, because I guarantee you, again, unless they're talking on the phone or doing something else, they will be happy to tell you. Absolutely. and oh, yeah. and you can you can walk out of that some if they have an instagram or if they have a tiktok they'll probably share that with you a lot of people have cards they have business cards with a qr code that'll take you either to their website or their their twitter or uh, or, or whatever um, and that's a great way to connect with folks and again as long as you're not a creep about it you know I've, a lot of people will will be happy to to bring you along because um, one of the other things that i think a lot of new people they get intimidated because they see something with blinking lights or with sounds and they don't think they can do it. Um, you know, if you have an Arduino for dummies book, you can probably light up your costume and have sound effects to go with it. Um, Listen, I'm still afraid to make my things light up. Sure. <laughs> oh, oh, no kidding. It's
2: mildly um, terrifying. Oh yeah, it is. No matter how many times Dave tells me how I can do it. I yes. am <laughs> like, no. <laughs>
1: I mean, if if you know, I can't tell you how many times I've burned the hell out of my fingertips with a soldering iron. Um, but but all of those skills are out there, and there's no sense in reinventing the wheel if someone else can show you, or if they can point you towards a YouTube tutorial that shows you this is how you this is how you solder a circuit, and you know, and they'll do it, and then you can pause it and and try it uh, on your own.
0: Or they um, might even know a better way that yes. they'll be like, yeah, the book says this, but you should probably do this, this, and this instead. It'll right. make it that much easier. Yeah, you absolutely yes.
1: um yeah so so there there are all sorts of, of resources out there for new folks um but it, it i understand how it can be intimidating um you know but really in my opinion the best way to get into it is like i said just you stick a toe in and then you're going to be up to your eyeballs pretty soon <laughs> it won't take long
0: it nope. doesn't take it, any hobby does not take long uh case in point I, i'm going to bring this up i know we i talked been talking about D, but my office we have probably close to about 40 people in the office most of the time they talk about sports politics whatever's going on because there's always something going on slowly it's come to the realization that there is five guys in the office playing dungeons and dragons and everybody's asking about it and then there's people coming out of the woodwork it, like there's clerks that are going Oh, I played Dungeons and Dragons. Nobody knew. And they were like, oh, my God, that you guys are really doing it. Because one of the guys, I have him playing a bard. And I made the joke. I'm like, yeah, this guy here, he's a cleric. He's a war war priest cleric. He's going to be like hitting stuff. And this guy who's the bard, you're going to try to seduce it. So he's going to try to kill the zombie. You're going to try to take it out for dinner. And it got everybody laughing. Yeah, everybody was laughing about it. And they're like, they wanted to know more. And it's getting more and more people into the hobbies. Like there's dipping your toe into nerd fandom is just an absolute pleasure. And I I I think it's the coolest thing in the world. And 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 it's funny
2: too, how it brings people together in the weirdest ways. It does. I have the same, we actually have this amazing lady that comes in and she actually has a STEM lab at our school. We got a grant this year, have an amazing STEM lab and they're doing what's called brick queue. And it's, building with Legos. So they're doing coding, they're doing, um, they have to build all of these cool little, today they built a race car, my third graders did. But I was talking to the um, STEM teacher and she and I were just making comments. And I said something that was relating to Lord of the Rings. And it brought us together in the weirdest way. These fandoms just like you would have never thought looking at her as a stem teacher you know tall and blonde and working with a bunch of grade school kids in stem that she would be a big lord of the rings fan but she oh, did, she pull, did
0: she pull out the ring and say one ring to buy them no oh, but we were I...
2: talking about hobbitses <laughs> and the mm-hmm. precious oh God, but i my... mean I would have probably never connected with her on that level. If I hadn't said the comment, I said something about, you know, one does not just go through uh, Lego oh land, or something like that. And she was like, was that a reference to Lord of the Rings? <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> you know, I
0: feel like that's what that's, that's so awesome. I think honestly, if, when my son does start making his own cosplay costumes, he's going to make a Hobbit. He is obsessed with J.R.R.
2: It'd be so much fun
0: like and it's it is it's those little things that you don't realize people have those fandoms that is just he needs to so make
2: a tom bombadil
0: i has he read the i think he's reading the fellowship he may have actually finished the, fellowship. the hobbit is
2: hard to get through though
0: he loved he killed the hobbit he it's, killed it's
2: kind of hard to get through
0: but he's he's such a fantasy nerd he is That's that awesome. is his is his go-to um fantasy he used to be star wars like he was he started out doctor who then he got into star wars and uh he is very much into the fantasy D. he loves the op the, the potentiality out of it and then right. you know giving him because I, I always call 40k i call it plastic crack i don't know what you guys have your term for like cosplay gear but <laughs> fabric crack something of that sort yeah joanne's is is how you get your fix
2: yeah, it kind of is. Um, sometimes <laughs> I tell my husband, I'm like, I gotta stop at Joanne's. But well, what do you need? Um,
0: what do not I need? But, things. <laughs> because, but you, but you're build, you build. You these are things you build, and that's kind of another thing you guys wanted to talk about too. Is like the building process and going through and having that knowledge with people. Because Sarah, you know how to sew things. David, you know how to do put make a the 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 what was that the eight thousand dollar ecto. Bag for your uh, your the plasma jetpack thing for your Ghostbuster guy. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Not my fandom. <laughs> the... Well, you mean my proton pack? That thing.
1: I bought a kit, but
0: but you, but you put it together though, right? Well,
1: I, yeah. I, well, I assembled it. Somebody else and then made you it mo- and Somebody... you modded it, didn't you? No. Well, I put the electronics in it, but it it came with a diagram and it came with all that other stuff because uh, I bought a kit. I, I do not know how to program an Arduino controller. If I did, I would have saved myself about $200. Um, but yeah, but, but that's the thing. I mean, like I said, we, we talked to, I talked about, you know, cosplay being accessible and it's okay not to know things and it's okay to pay somebody else to do something for you. Um, uh, because, you know, not everybody has the skill or the time or the money to do it themselves. I, so I'd rather pay I'd rather go to a website, gbfans.com and buy a pre-wired, you know, pre-measured light kit, light and sounds. And then all I have to do, I stick it in the proton wand and I put the light kit, I put the, the, the battery pack in and I put the the lights and all that other stuff into the proton pack. And then I wire it up, I plug it in, I hit the switch and it turns on and makes, you know, it makes all the noise and the sounds that it's supposed to. It,
0: it was so cool too. I loved it. Oh my God. that thing is how much money do you got into that, that ridiculous Ectoplasma pack your proton too many pack. many
1: overtime days. Uh it is a lot of overtime. I have a thousand dollars in my proton pack. Jeez. um, that's so awesome. <laughs> but uh, but if, I can't
0: judge him. I cannot judge him. Well,
1: right. Like I said, I. It, that's a skill. That's a skill that I, I. You know, I bought a pre. I bought a pre uh, Is a fiberglass kit, and I bought a, the light and sound kit. Again, if I had that skill, if I were an electrical engineer, or if I had experience programming Arduino controllers um and for lights and sound and all that other stuff, I would have saved a lot of money, less my initial investment in that. Um, but that's that's something that I have chosen to do uh because for me it's more expedient. Um but yeah.
0: I mean case in point though like I I'm sitting here thinking of how much I got in my hobbies. 40k I probably have 40k in my Warhammer 40k <laughs> <laughs> armies and stuff I have. Close to maybe at least three grand in D right. stuff. Oh,
1: so, well, well, like I said, everybody has an expensive hobby. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just it. And and if you talk to somebody who has a classic car, you know, neighbor up the street, he has a classic 1970
0: Chevelle. So how, how much? Do you tens have in your of cosplay. Yeah, Me? how much do you have in your cosplays?
2: Oh. Uh, uh, Which
0: your most expensive one? without getting in trouble
2: (laughs) um probably my mando really yeah wow i don't know if I
0: how i would react to that question like you could he he could be dad judging you over there about your mando costume
1: no because i know she i know she did a lot of work on it herself yeah i did so i don't know how much she would have she would have in it Uh,
2: um it was either my Mando or my ceremonial Leia. Okay. And mainly Leia, possibly because of all the fabric. Like it was yeah. like 10 yards of chiffon mm-hmm. <laughs> or Kira. Kira was actually probably more expensive than Leia now that I think about it. Because Kira is made out of a certain kind of silk. Um, and it had to be a certain kind of silk to have the right look and to be approved by First. So that was it. It was Kira.
0: It was like, what was it like, albino, Eastern, Asian, Madagascar, silkworm um, or something? It's craziness? called
2: crepe back silk.
0: Oh, yeah, I totally know. What and that it is. has
2: like a certain texture to it, but there were two different colors. It had to be lined. It was black
1: with the gold lining on the inside. So
0: interesting. That sounds horrific to have to yeah, sit there a and pain. manage that.
1: It was a pain. Because <laughs> the only hard armor costume you have is your Manda, right? Yeah. Okay. Because some of the other the other kits for, for the for the five hundred first of the Rebel Legion, the clone troopers or the, the stormtroopers, I mean, unless you have a backformer former and molds and have all that knowledge, you know, you're going to pay a thousand dollars for a, a stormtrooper a TK kit just yeah. before before anything else. Um,
0: so, talking about accuracy with your costume and everything. Let's talk about the, the screen accuracy versus interpretation here. Um, where does your, your, your guys' minds go with screen accurate versus in custom interpretation of a costume?
2: I love to see both. Um, I really enjoy the, the screen accuracies because I like those details. Um, and I really enjoy when people create those detailed pieces and then they share with me how they did it because i like to learn how
1: Mm. people
2: construct their own things um i also really really love those different interpretations um i've seen um oh what was her name may is her name may from overwatch may she's the The, yeah um i've seen one the girl
1: yeah she's the devil just so you know (laughs)
2: But I've seen one she where she was dabble. like Carhop May. Yes. And she had like a, a happy meal and like roller skates on. And I love that kind of different interpretation of characters. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if that's actually an accurate depiction of her character at all because I don't mm-hmm. play Overwatch. So um yes. that,
1: that's a that's a skin from the game.
2: Okay. I wasn't sure if it was or not. Um, but I just love to see like little discrepancies and things. I like it when people change things up and make them different. I've seen, um, people take Leia's white senatorial gown and do a dark Sith Leia
0: black version,
2: which is really cool to kind of see.
0: Uh, Oh, a Sith Leia. Oh my gosh. And
2: of course I've seen like Sith Ray as well. Of course. Who hasn't? Um, but I just enjoy seeing those little changes that people like to make to costumes, but I also really love the screen accurate ones.:
0: I'd like to see a reverse I'm sure it's out there, like Jedi, Kylo and Sith Ray walking oh, Yeah. that would be like I, I've got all these thoughts in my head right now of like, oh, oh my gosh, that would be fun. This is why I can't hang out with people like you guys. You make me want to do stupid things that's going to cost me more money and get me in trouble.:' We're not stupid. No, they're not the, the, no, they're they're not stupid. They're not stupid at all, but I have to say no to myself so much. Like because now I'm sitting here in a Renfair costume and I had to justify it for a wedding and Halloween.
1: You don't have to justify it, just wear it.
0: I do Maybe. to my wife. Yes, I do. I
1: <laughs> you sound like me.
0: You don't have to justify it. <laughs>
1: I know. Um, this says I do. Well, yeah. I've, I've been married, I've been married for a long time. And uh, and you know, there's a point that you do have to justify it. Only what when you kind get of nice dollar. things do you
0: buy your wife, by the way, that lets you get away with all this stuff?
2: Uh, I think it's usually, because he kind of lets her be. He uh, lets yeah, her do her thing.
0: She does really? her
1: own thing. Uh, I do This is my unsolicited <laughs> marital advice to you. Um, in every relationship, if you're in a relationship with someone else, and if you are uh, again, whether you're married or whether you're cohabitating or, or whatever. If you're in a uh, committed relationship with someone else, each of you—and I'll get on my soapbox here—imagine that each of you should have a certain amount of money to which you are completely unaccountable to the other person, and it should be some amount of money that will not bankrupt you. But everyone should have mad money for whatever it is that they enjoy, and whether it's collecting something or whether it's do it—you know—going uh, off and doing something, you know, going off for a weekend with with her girlfriends or usually my my wife and I have, we have activities we like to do together, but we also have things that we do separately, you know, and, and I, and I think that is, to me, that's one of the keys of a successful relationship is that you should be each other's best friends, but you shouldn't be each other's only friends. And that's when a lot of people get in trouble, uh, again, in my opinion. And so, you know, if, if she says, Hey, I want to go to, to out of town and, and spend the weekend with a couple of her girlfriends. Okay, have a good time. Um, again, I am going to Dragon Con by myself and I'm leaving on a Wednesday and I'm coming back on a Monday. Um, and, you know, we, we know that that costs a certain amount of money and I've worked a lot of overtime in order to pay for this trip. Um, but that's to me, that, that's healthy. Yes, my, my wife, she can do, you know, she can do whatever she wants. And, and, but then we do stuff together and we talk about stuff that we want to do together um we have we our vice together is travel my wife and I love to travel I Um, second that you know because you know I I don't know anybody who on their deathbed wishes they traveled less you know to go to other countries and to go to places and see things that you haven't seen you know because we all know some that one person who every year for vacation they go to the same beach house on the outer banks that's the only place they go for two weeks at a time and that's if that's your thing great but for me and 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 luckily my wife feels this way too is you know we'd like to go to saint petersburg in russia not florida or we'd like to go to london or you, you know, don't want, want to come
2: visit me
0: oh my gosh you see how totally, it is i'll totally go visit you i'll come visit you sarah well at least, I, we,
1: at least somebody likes me
0: we, yeah we, right.
1: we, we were in florida back in april but you weren't there at the time <laughs> uh, you know, but but that's but that's something that's you know, cosplay can be expensive as a hobby, but like everybody should have fun, they should have something that they do, um, something that they're passionate about. Uh, and like I said, it doesn't have to be expensive. You know, you asked Sarah what her most expensive costume was, um. Whatever dollar amount she has in in her most expensive cosplay is probably a fraction of what other people have in theirs. Again, because she can do a lot of her own work, she can sew all of her own soft parts. Even though that those ten yards of fabric cost her a certain amount of money, because she didn't have to pay somebody to cut it up and to 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 uh, uh, pin it and sew it, she saved hundreds of dollars. Yeah,
0: a I lot. believe it. I absolutely I've... believe it. <laughs>
2: I actually priced, um, I have a project that is long in the awake, awaiting that I has started hand, hand embroidering and I had priced the underdress for it. Just the underdress. It's nothing crazy. It's like some pleated blue fabric, strapless, straight dress, no shape, no darts, mm. like two seams. It, it it was going to be at least $300 for someone to make just that. Yeah. <laughs> And I was going to supply the fabric. So just think about the the money that I've saved myself. Oh or my that God, yeah. You could save yourself by doing things on your own if you have the ability to do so. But, but if, if you, you don't have the ability to do so, outsource it. Find somebody that can help you.
0: Or you know, if you can do something like I do, uh, if I, I'm good at something, trade skills.
2: Exactly, uh, exactly. You,
0: I know uh, our our good friend, Kevin, who's making all these, he's making all these weapons for me he's looked at some of the stuff i've done and he's like hey maybe we can trade i'm like yeah, i'm down the. line. you want to do something down the line let me know buddy that is yeah. because i got good at painting he's amazing at making these weapons and he's making me a special one for my uh my auntie and this he's taking an axe and making him something kind of cool and i was like yeah let's If you can trade skills, trade skills. And that's another thing that makes what makes David such a great person to have around is this guy knows everybody and anybody. And he knows a guy or girl or somebody for something that he has been able to make all these connections. And he's that kind of friendly yeah, I'm going to boost up your ego just a little bit more and inflate it. He needs
1: it. Yeah. Well,
2: he
0: does. Yeah. He he's got to make it to He's got to make it to Dragon's Hot. He's Dragon such
1: a God. sad sad guy, huh? yeah. well, well, I'll tell you though, that that's that's the value of some of the clubs. That the, va- the value of the communities and the clubs that are out there whether it's on a club forum or a Facebook or or a Discord channel or whatever. That's the value of joining a club. And, and I'll I'll speak for the the Star Wars community here. Um, there's a Star Wars club for everything. You know the 501st Legion, they do all the bad guy costumes, and the Rebel Legion does all the good guy costumes, and the Mandalorian marks they have, uh, they do Mandalorian only costumes, and the Dark Empire does uh, custom smugglers and Dark Side and, and custom Sith, um, and so there is a group for everything, and and there are some members who are who are toxic. Uh, and, but there are a lot of folks in those communities, you know, and you can check with locally who will help you build your costume, or they'll give you ideas, and that's the value of joining those. And even outside of Star Wars, there's a there's a, a Halo costuming group, there's a Aliens Colonial Marines costume group, there's a Battlestar Galactica costume group, fill in the blank, and um, and so. That's the value in that is that if you don't have that skill, uh, if, you, if you're interested in joining the 501st or if you're joining the Rebel Legion or the Mandalorian Mercs or the Dark Empire or one of those other clubs, you could probably hook up with a group that's local. And we have events called Armor Parties. And you can come over and ha- this is before COVID. Um, but you come over and, and folks will be more than happy to help you out, to, to share with you those skills, to how to, how to, to shape Sentra, or how to to you know I've I've watched Sarah she's used my sewing machine to do it uh, you know adjust somebody's flight suit so that it's not baggy, um, you know but that's the value in that and that's what that's what the community at its best does is it shepherds Why new sewing folks. sewing when on. you
2: have Dave watching you.
1: <laughs> Wasn't my flight suit.
2: <laughs> and cracking <laughs> jokes the whole time. <laughs> oh, and teaching your kid how to use a trebuchet from his basement yeah thanks dave
1: yeah you're welcome <laughs> I, I, the, the vendor will probably be at dragon con i can buy one for him if you want i'll throw in uh, a handful of nerf rival balls for you please don't
0: <laughs> i'll teach your kids to make uh, elephant toothpaste i can teach that them all does. sorts of <clears throat> oh, oh
2: no. yeah no no, oh. no 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 not in my house children
0: oh, i can teach them so many things about chemics that just uh, chemistry things that'll just be so much fun oh my goodness no I won't blow your house up I'll just fill your house with stuff that's worse (laughs) it's probably (laughs) there's things my son doesn't know he's like you see how this is done I'm like yeah and I'm like I totally have done something so much worse than that (laughs) Drano and aluminum foil we've we've done some dumb things this
2: is
0: why women live longer than men you know that right oh yeah no uh, but fun (laughs) fact this is an actual fun fact yes that is an actual fact women do live longer than men but here's another fun fact all right even though you have a 50 50 chance of being a male or female statistically it's actually for every 100 women that are born 150 men are born because we are more reckless, and we are more likely to, 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 yeah, that's a, that is a straight up fact. I had I learned this uh, that it's your we don't tend to last long because one we're over competitive, two we're reckless, and we we go yeah now this seems like a good decision. So nature naturally said, hey, we're going to make, make more, more of men. Those. Yes, because. We know they're not going to make it for that very long. If we get forty years out of them, we've done a good job.
2: No wonder I always have a headache. (laughs) That that makes sense, right? (laughs) I live with three small ones and one large-sized one.
0: I, my wife tells me she has three, you know, four kids now. So you know, she went from two to four. (laughs) Yep. So. Well, let's go ahead and let's wrap this up. Do you guys have any final thoughts that you guys would like to add into this for this this wonderful sequel to cosplaying?
2: I think um, really the only thing I want to get across is like, remember that cosplay is what you want it to be. You're doing this for you. You are doing this because you enjoy a character or you enjoy enjoy a fandom. Um, Just be yourself and enjoy yourself that's what cosplay is about and that's what this
1: community is about
0: i absolutely agree david did you have any final words
1: right well the, you know one of the things i'd mentioned before is you know people people get into cosplay for different reasons some of them for some of them it is because of the fandom because they saw a movie or they read a comic and they thought i want to be them um or they you know they play DD and they want to be their character some people are the builders and they, you know, we were talking about the screen accurate thing. Um, some, some people watch a movie and instead of concerning themselves with the plot, they're like, how did they make that? And then they, you know, when it comes out on DVD, they'll, they'll, they'll go frame by frame in, into how they've made something. Um, and, you know, there, there's, a, there's a, a Facebook page that, that has... Every now and then they'll post something and they'll say, hey, do you, did you see this prop in The Mandalorian or did you see that in, in, on, uh, on The Last Jedi or whatever? And then it'll say, this piece is you know, a buffer tube off of this gun and this piece is a power switch off this certain remote control uh, and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the Luke's lightsaber, the Graflex lightsaber, um, was named that because of a Graflex uh, uh, camera part. You know that they that they used in the in the 70s when they made Star Wars the first Star Wars movie, and so you have people who hunt down those specific things, the 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 camera from the 70s that's been out of production for however many years, and people will buy them up, and uh, and and make them. You know, I I don't know if you remember um, the episode of Saturday Night Live where they had Kylo Ren on undercover boss? Yes. Right. Oh my God. Where he he's Matt, the radar technician right and he's in that he's in that gray jumpsuit and he's got the orange vest as soon as that episode was on there were people on the internet it's like oh by the way that vest here's where you get it and it's 75 dollars, and you have to order it from canada
0: do you remember the the mandalorian episode uh it was in season two when they go to the uh the water planet and they, they had all the sailors there. And it was, I, I don't know what his species is. Admiral Akbar's Yeah, species. Mon Calamari. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the Mon Calamari yes. were there. And he was wearing that it's, sailor oh, the sweater. Yes. yes. And it was on Amazon for like 12 bucks. Yes. You could buy that ag- exact one. It was verbatim <laughs> the sweater. Yes. Right. And, be- and because of Amazon's
1: pricing, pricing algorithm, by the next day, instead of being $22 or whatever it started out as, it was 65 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because all the Star Wars nerds just had to have that same sweater. Yes, yes, that's how it goes.
0: I almost bought it. I, I legitimately, I almost bought it at the $22 price. So I did, the, it was, I saw it and I was like, no way, this is it. And I'm like, this yeah. is horrible. Why, do, like, I had that urge. I had that, I was like, I want that because it's yes. Star Wars. I'm like, that's legit Of course, you did. Using. And I went to click and I'm like, this thing is terrible looking. Why would I, I would never wear this. It looks God awful. Oh, cause you want to be, you want to be the Mont Calamari fisherman? And that's from the exactly Alliance. what I wanted to be. <laughs> it was, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't force myself to buy it. And that's no. Right. It, it's, it's hideous.
1: <laughs> right. So And so those are the boats. And, and also, so I want to, I want to mention this very briefly is the other reason a lot of people get into this is charity work. Because a lot of the oh cosplay God, yes. groups do a lot of charity work, whether it's the Star Wars groups, the Ghostbusters group that I am in, um, and I'll, I'll mention this. I don't, you know, I don't mean to get sad or anything, but one of the members of our Ghostbusters group, he he recently passed. Uh, uh, he had he has a history. He had a history of health problems, and and. Uh, but one of the things that people remember about Bart is that he was always there for the group. And if anybody wanted to do some, if if there was a charity outing, if they wanted to do a, a charity walk or go to a school or do something, you know, he was one of the first folks to sign up. Um, and so that that's why people plug in, whether it's visiting a hospital, you know, and and Sarah has gone on some of these and some of the stories you have in a hospital would just break your heart. Um mm-hmm. You know, but the the Star Wars clubs and some of the superhero groups uh, and and all that the Ghostbusters they they go visit they go to visit kids in the hospital or they go they'll go to a a, a charity fundraiser at a library or that sort of thing, Um, and. just I'll, I'll plug our Ghostbusters group. One of the things, several members of our group, they work for the uh, Children's Home Society of West Virginia, and that's a, 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 a private organization that fosters kids and places kids in adoptive homes. And the the power of of cosplay is when the goes when our Ghostbusters chapter shows up in an event. Usually we sell some things. You know they sell patches or they'll sell. Um, um, twinkies or they'll sell you know we have other things that we sell as part of of this bottles of slime or whatever uh at the end of the year uh our ghostbusters club they do uh they do a christmas uh giveaway not giveaway they do they do christmas what's essentially an angel tree so all these kids that are in foster care they make a list and they make a list of of things that they want and some of the things that, that you'd see are um typical kid stuff bikes blanket you know bikes uh Um, tablets toys some things are very specific and some are more general but then other things that are on these kids lists are things like socks or a pillow because they want a a pillow of their own or they want a a suitcase so when they move from one foster home to the next they don't have to put all their stuff in a plastic bag i mean things that would just break your heart
0: oh absolutely Um,
1: and for the last couple years the in the our Ghostbusters group has filled every has filled every kid's wish list. And I think two years ago, they actually went out of state to some other some other charities to, to fulfill wishes for those kids. And so the, the charity work is is once you get into it, whatever your reason for getting into uh, to a costume group, if you can plug into a group that does some charity work, I mean, that's what makes your day. You know, to to see kids or adults, to see to put a smile on somebody's face, and to think, you know, I I know I'm here, I'm dressing up, but just to see to see a kid or to see a parent or to see someone else, maybe that's why I put the armor on, or that's why I, you know, that's why we do what we do or or whatever. Um, So that's just another way. Sometimes I think of it as paying forward, um, but it also that also kind of justifies your hobby. Because then, when you buy something and something shows up at your house for the kids,
0: it's for the kids.
1: When something shows up at my house, and my wife's like, Why did you buy this? Well, we're doing a hospital visit next week, and it's for the children. And once you say that, she can't give me any crap because then she's a horrible person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Knew there was a catch with them. All this lovey dovey stuff talking about love tanks and. I, there's, 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 there, there's it is. There yes. it is I found it. now that's great. true. So no, that's right. That's whatever uh, you in, have
1: to tell yourself to sleep at night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is good, and that's commendable. And I we're actually um, starting to pair off because those comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I've actually told you, David. Uh, we we did try to uh, do a charity for them, and I I failed horribly with it. It didn't go over well. However, I've come across a uh, transition home okay here in connecticut uh called chrysalis and uh, they get a lot of kids that you know are coming from rougher places and they're transitioning and so we're going to be donating all i think it's around 300 comic books oh that's great to that's awesome. uh, to them as well as i'm trying to I, I haven't given it to them yet i talked to them last week i'm trying to see what else i can pool i i've got some D stuff i've got some pokemon i'm talking to a couple of the hobby shops here to see how much more stuff because it's it's almost like that santa claus feeling like you want to push yourself a little bit further what else can you do to help these people out and it's it's always fun because it's something i can talk to my son about and be like look dude we're helping these people and he that kid as much as a pain in the ass he is because i love my son but he's a pain just like everybody else's kids but he has a good soul. He has a good heart and he's always trying to do more to help out people too. And so he's like, dad, how can I help? Um, so yes, we are going to be helping them out and doing some donations to them on my side up here. So I'm, I'm, I'm stoked about that. And if I can do cosplay and stuff like that, like you guys are doing, absolutely. I'm all about it. (laughs) I just got to find the time. That's my problem. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I think this is a Wonderful, wonderful place to wrap this up. Uh, as always, please like, subscribe and follow us wherever you are listening to podcasts. If you are listening to us on Audible or Apple, please remember to rate and review. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, so please like and follow us. We're at DNA Pod and on Twitter at nerddnapod. Pod. We're also on Twitch at NerdDNA Podcast. And if I could wrap this up with one sentence, I think I'd like to say, may you always find freedom in fandoms to inspire your imagination to greatness.